Blog Talk Radio. whistleblower thing and uh there's some interesting stuff here it, it really really is and uh we're gonna see if we can break it down piece by piece and see if there's any any real real stuff here for the democrats to use as far as impeachment which in itself is a very very uh uh risky that's the word i'm looking for a risky move I mean, because you're talking about something that could backfire on them, and (laughs) a lot of y'all going to be upset if it does. But anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. Before we go any further, let me go and tell you how you be a part of the show. The first and easiest way is just call in at 347-838-8622. Excuse me. That's 347-838-8622. You can also email me at ericletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletsletslets
Is there a cover up? And is that everything that was said on the on the um the the, the telephone call? Is it? And what about Mike Pence? The president said Mike Pence had a conversation as well. Where's that transcript? See, so there's so many questions that we need to have answered. And um, for some reason, we still haven't got it all. But we're going to go with what we have. <laughs> you know. Now, here's a very other interesting part about, about this, this uh, whistleblower thing. And that is, uh, why now? You know, why bring all this up now? If this happened in June, July, we're in what, um, almost in October, why bring it up now? And here's another interesting thing. Why bring Joe Biden into it? You know, and when you think about it, let's, let's be real. We know this president that we have, he would do anything to get the upper hand. We know this already. And there is a history of him having his opponents investigated. We know that as well. But then again, why now? Why now? And was there any corruption uh, with Biden's son? I think his name was Hayden or something like that. But anyway, so was there any corruption in the Ukraine government as well? Hmm. We're going we're gonna to find out. <clears throat> we're going to find out. And let you make the decision on your own because that's what we do here. <laughs> that's what we do here. And uh, we're going to try and give you some definitions and some uh, better understanding of some of the terms and names that were called out um, in the whistleblower letter and what you've been hearing in the media, so forth and so on. So we're going to try and give you a, a little better understanding of those um, names as well. And how do, how does this whole thing relate in the big picture? In the big picture, you know. Of course, and then there's the impeachment that they're you know inquiry they they'll be about to get started, and um, that's going to be interesting as well. Because honestly, I think that's a very risky move for the Democrats to to go to do it. I, I really do. I think they should leave it alone. They should leave it alone until you know after the election. But then again. That's why I'm not a politician. <laughs> I think, uh, in my opinion, I I do believe that that some of those Democrats are really, really um, too eager, too eager to um, try to try and get him out of there before before um, his time. And honestly, it's too late now. It's too late. You know, and then it's So when when you start thinking about that, it's a very risky move. Because we already know the Senate goes to the Senate unless something really, really, really bad comes up out of this thing. Um, they're going to kill it. They are going to kill it. They're not going to find anything wrong. But then again, that's just the way my my brain um, thinks. <laughs> so hopefully we, we're going to let you get into this conversation and maybe you can bring some points up that I may miss in this whole thing. All right. So once again, if you want to be a part, 347-838-22 is number. Email is Eric Let's Talk 
at gmail.com and the chat room open at www.com. And don't forget, if you miss the chat, which was being typed, if anything's being typed in there, the conversation going on. But if you come in as with a username, which doesn't cost you anything, just create a name and you come into the chat room, then you can um, comment in the chat room as well. So simple, right? Okay. And a chance if you keep trying, you get in. If you can't, you just keep trying, okay? Sometimes I'll play games with my shows. So, But I hope you can be able to get in because I really want to hear what you have to say on, on this stuff. All right, so let's get it started here. Let's let's do this. Um, first, first, I, I, I want you to hear an uh, audio soundbite of the president at the U.N. in a meeting. Um, <laughs> talking about the whistleblower, you know, and, and it doesn't help his case at all. It, it really doesn't. And but some of y'all may agree with him because I know my audience. Some of y'all may agree with him. Um, but I'll come in once once you hear the clip. All right, here it is. It's not long. It's only about thirty three seconds. So take a listen. Person, person. Never saw the report. Never saw the call. Meaning never saw the call, heard something and decided that he or she, whoever the hell it is, sort of like almost a spy. I want to know who's the person that gave the whistleblower, who's the person that gave the whistleblower the information? Because that's close to a spy. You know what we used to do in the old days when we were smart, right? with spies and treasons? We used to handle it a little differently than we do now. To underscore, he made those comments. All right, so that was it right there, you know. And in that just that little clip, there was some things said that was very interesting as well. Now I want to start with, you know, we used to do to him back in the day. Well, we know what will happen, you know. Uh, found somebody giving out information, you know. They'll take him in that little dark room and do some things to him. <laughs> Which hey, not to say it won't happen. Now it's not happening now. It's just, you know, it was more acceptable back in the day. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about that. But, you know, reading this 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 um, whistleblower, unclassified version of what, the, you know, the, the whistleblower was saying, the letter, uh, what have you, it's interesting to me, and maybe others have thought about this as well, that, this person, whoever the whistleblower is, never witnessed any anything firsthand. Nothing firsthand. Everything in, in this thing says I was given or I was contacted or I was told. Okay. Which is very interesting in itself because you don't it's really not firsthand knowledge per se. Oh, could it be classified as rumor? Could it be um, someone who has something against the president and, and thought this was a great time to get, you know, to, to do something about it? It's interesting because if you're going to be uh, going to put something out like this, you would think it would be someone that had that was right there right then and witnessed everything. But in this instance, it's more of a secondhand telling than uh, first, you know, the person being there itself. 
know, that kind of, uh, and who is this whistleblower? Uh, 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 you know, and I have to admit, I'm with the president. Who is this whistleblower? Who is this person that put all this stuff out here? Now, who is it? Number two, who are all these people or these officials that um, gave the whistleblower all this information? Who is it? Who is it? You know, and sometimes you think about it, you're like, you know, that's like throwing a rock and hiding your hand. You know, if you truly believe something is not right, then come on out with it. Come on out. I mean, take ownership of it. But as I mentioned before, in this instance, everything that was in this this little thing they put out as far as the complaint, it was secondhand. It was secondhand. And let me read uh, uh, what I mean. Here you go. I also learned from multiple U.S. officials that on or about 2 August, Mr. Uh, uh, Giuliani, I don't know why I can't pronounce his name, Mr. Giuliani reportedly traveled to Madrid to meet with one of President Zelensky's advisors, Andre Yemak. The U.S. official characterized this meeting which was not reported publicly at the time as a direct follow-up to the president's call with Mr. Zelensky about the cases they had discussed. Okay. Here's another example. Separately, multiple U.S. officials told me that Giuliani had reportedly privately reached out to a variety of other Zelensky's advisors, including Chief of Staff Andre Bodan, and acting chairman of Secretary Service of Ukraine, Ivan Bekatno. Okay, he went on to say, I do not know whether those officials met or spoke with Mr. Giuliani, but I was told separately by multiple U.S. officials that Mr. Yermark and Mr. Bekatnov, whatever his name is, intended to travel to Washington in mid-August. Now, those are just two uh, of the entries on, on this complaint, but as you can see, none of it said, I witnessed any of this. Ah, you know, uh, and so, but we'll get into this complaint letter here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, You know, let's talk about this phone call, man. This phone call was very interesting. I mean, very interesting. I know y'all heard the part about, um, in the media where supposedly somebody accidentally emailed the Democrats uh, talking points from the White House. Okay. Now, let's be honest. You do not accidentally email talking points to anybody. Okay. Especially if you're really, really trying to keep uh, everything hush-hush and, and copacetic. But in this instance, they say this is what happened. They say this is what happened. <laughs> you know, and of course, me and being me, I had to go and um, read it, and then I went and back checked it with the what they released as far as the telephone call, and huh, it's interesting. It, it really is. Some of it is true, some of it isn't true, but it's interesting that you know all this stuff is accidentally being put out, or it is being put out, and. It's like, ah, uh, <laughs> uh, 
somebody in the White House is not happy. That that is true. Somebody in the White House is not happy. Now, speaking of that, you know it's interesting that all this heat was coming down on on, on the president for this phone call. You know, as I say, we'll get into that in a minute um, and break that down. But it was interesting that uh, the president himself put his vice president out there. I mean, he threw him under the bus. Because before then, nobody knew um, Pence had a conversation with Ukraine uh, officials in Ukraine either, did you? You didn't know. I didn't know. Everything was centered on the president. Uh, on the president. Well, the president took it upon himself to go ahead and throw his vice president out there. And at a conference, um, he said, I think you should, um, but I think you should do that. I think you should do, and I think you should ask for VP Pence's conversation because he had a couple of conversations also. They're all perfect. Nothing was mentioned by any import other than congratulations. Now, that's interesting that you're going to throw your VP out there like that. You know, is is this the distract from everybody concentrating on his call? Maybe. But we do know he would throw anybody under the bus. And and let's be honest. Him and Mike Pence, the president and Mike Pence doesn't do, do not have the greatest relationship. Contrary to what the what they they may show you when they standing next to each other. You know, because at one point the, the the president was actually Considering not having Pence run with him on for re-election, and we know Pence has some underlying uh, ambition to be president himself, so their relationship is really and they're, they're out of eye on a lot of things either. They they really don't. So it was interesting that he threw threw that out there like that. Uh, but of course, then he tried to cover. Up, oh, the, the conversation was perfect. It was beautiful. You know, it's like, ah, uh, ew. There's <laughs> a better word to say it. But, yeah. But once we get into the actual phone call with, with, with um Trump and the president of Ukraine, you're going to notice some things are said. And it, it kind of makes it a little suspicious because of, of the, the, the way it's said and how it's done. And you're like, well, I don't know. This sounds like it could be made up. Where's the real conversation? Because this here is kind of shaky at at best. But, but, there's more behind the story. There's an actual backstory here that, uh, for some reason, mainstream media is really not jumping on. And I find that interesting as well. I, I really do. Uh, you know, it is quite interesting, and they, they seem to have left it alone a little bit, but that goes to show, you know, there is some bias out there, but we already know that, don't we? <laughs> we already know that. All right, so um, let's see. Let's let's get into, I don't know. Let's go on and get into to the uh, the whistleblower complaint. Yeah, let's go on and get that out the way. You know, it was about nine pages long, and uh, it's a lot of jibber-jabber. As I said before, all of it is, is, you know, secondhand, basically. You know, where the the complainant is saying, I was told, the whistleblower said, I was told, and so forth and so on. But anyway, it starts out like this. 
In the course of my official duties, I have received information from multiple U.S. government officials that the President of the United States is using the power of his office to solicit interference from a foreign country in the 2020 U.S. election. The interference includes, among other things, pressuring a foreign country to investigate one of the president's main domestic political rivals. The president's personal lawyer, Mr. Rudolph Giuliani, is a central figure in this effort. Attorney General appears to be involved as well. Okay. Um, It goes on to say, over the past four months, (laughs) more than half a dozen U.S. officials have informed me of the various facts related to this effort. The information provided herein was relayed to me in the course of official interagency business. Interagency business. That's really an interesting term now, right? It is routine for U.S. officials with responsibility for a particular regional or functional portfolio to share such information with one another in order to inform policymaking and analysis. He went on to say, I was not a direct witness to meet to most of the events described. However, let me say that again. I was not a direct witness to most of the events described. However, I found my colleagues' accounts of these events to be credible because in almost all cases, multiple officials recounted fact patterns that were consistent with one another. In addition, A variety of information consistent with these private accounts have been reported publicly. Now, we're going to stop right there right now. Because you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like some molds. And as um, the president was saying in that first clip, I say molds, but really, that sounds like a spy, doesn't it? It sounds a little like spy-like. You know? We're reporting this. Now, am I saying it's wrong? No, because if there's any wrongdoing, we want to know about it, right? The citizens want to know about it. We want to be aware of what's going on, especially in an election year coming up, because we are in the election cycle, let's be honest, even though, you know, we're, what, 13 months out almost from the actual election. But yet, we still want to know, right? And with all this other stuff going on, it's very interesting that, they, you know, uh, some of the names are coming up and we, we are beginning to learn some things here. But anyway, let me continue on. I am deeply concerned that the actions described below constitute a serious or flagrant problem, abuse or violation of law or executive order that does not include differences of opinions concerning public policy matters consistent with the definition of an urgent concern in the U.S. Code 50. I am therefore fulfilling my duty to report this information through proper legal channels to the relevant authorities. Now, they didn't go to the press or whatever, they said they reported it to the proper authorities. The proper authorities. So who were the proper authorities? You know, the Attorney General? Well, we know <laughs> we know he's not straight, right? We know the Attorney General isn't straight. That's, that's not a, a, a big surprise. He's not. Giuliani? He's not an official. So who does this stuff get turned over to? 
Um, went on to say, I'm also concerned that these actions propose risks to the U.S. national security and undermine the U.S. government's efforts to detour and counter foreign intelligence in U.S. elections. To the best of my knowledge, the entirety of this statement is unclassified when separated from the classified enclosure. I have endeavored to apply the classification standards outlined in da-da-da-da-da and to separate out information that I know or have reason to believe is classified for national security purposes. Thus saying, this is not everything that, that you know, was, was, that they wanted to complain about because of some of it, because of national security, they could, you know, really put out there. <clears throat> but there's just some other things. Um, see, what else did the whistleblower say? We know about the phone call. Yes, that we're going to get into here in a minute, or, or a little bit. Um, it said, I do not know which side initiated the call, but now we know that the president initiated the call. Um, this was the first publicly acknowledged call between the two leaders since a brief congratulatory call after Mr. Zelensky won the presidency on 21 April. See, and, and you have to say, this does not, this just didn't happen. All right, this happened a little while ago, you know, two or three months ago. That's when all this went down. But for some reason, you know, it's just being put out now. But we we gonna talk about this thing, man, because this thing is interesting. All right, so anyway, he went on to say, uh, multiple White House officials with direct knowledge of the call informed me that after an initial exchange of pleasantries. The president used the reminder of the call to advance his personal interests. Namely, he sought to pressure the Ukrainian leader to take actions to help the president's 2020 re-election bid. According to the White House officials who had direct knowledge of the call, the president pressured Mr. Zelensky to enter to initiate or continue an investigation into the activities of former president Vice President Joseph Biden and his son Hunter to meet and speak with two people the president named explicitly as his personal envoys on these matters, Mr. Giuliani and Attorney General Barr, to whom the president referred multiple times in tandem. Yeah, see, oh yeah, man, the y'all, but wait till we get to the call. Also, assist in purportedly uncovering the allegation of Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election originated in Ukraine with a specific request that the Ukrainian leader locate and turn over servers used by the Democratic National Convention, better known as the DNC, and examined by the U.S. cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike, firm CrowdStrike, which initially reported that Russian hackers had penetrated the DNC networks. In 2016. Now, that's interesting because you hear the name CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike. C-R-O-W-D-S-T-R-I-K-E. That's what it is, okay? So who is CrowdStrike? What is CrowdStrike? CrowdStrike is a U.S.-based Internet security company that was hired to investigate the hack of the DNC servers in 2016. It itself is a cloud-native endpoint protection platform built to stop breaches. The company determined at the time that two groups affiliated with the Russian government were responsible, <laughs> were responsible 
Yeah. The company concluded that two groups compromised the same systems within the DNC network, but they identified no collaboration between the two actors or even an awareness of one by the other. Despite this, CrowdStrike is confident that they were both working for the benefit of the government of the Russian Federation and are believed to be closely linked to the Russian government's powerful and highly capable intelligence services. <laughs> ah, so y'all see that, right? And CrowdStrike's findings were later collaborated by several other independent cybersecurity firms. So, yeah, y'all, y'all remember now, that's, the, that's what happened. But let's not forget that the president decided, you know, he was going to ask Putin in a meeting. Personally, did y'all do it? And, of course, the president said, no, we didn't do it. Are you crazy? But we know what really went on, right? Yeah. You know. And, actually, I was reading an article earlier today that actually uh, it was funny. That actually said that President Putin um, doesn't want their the President Trump and his conversa- phone conversations um, published. He's glad they wasn't published, which we know some, some under hey. – they're politicians, no matter what they say. You know some other stuff going on. Yeah, you know this, right? Uh, hopefully you do. Anyway, oh, Lord have mercy. In July 2018, following the Helsinki meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin, Trump said, you have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. Why didn't they take the server? Where is the server? I want to know. And what is the server saying? Okay. <laughs> but of course, um they say no machines are actually missing. The DNC and CrowdStrike handed over a copy of all the DNC images back at the time of the breach. All right. But of course, the president call, which I say we get into a minute, kinda puts a little bit of a question mark on had hey, did everything really get turned in? Huh? Did it really turn in, or is there other servers out there we don't know about? Now, remember, in one of his his uh, rallies, he made a joke about Russia getting information on Hillary Clinton. Don't forget that. Okay, but he said it. He said it. See, as I often say, before you get the, the the just thinking about what happened now, sometimes you got to go back and, and look at actions before this point. Okay. Remember, the Mueller report, it was about what? Russian uh, interfering into uh, U.S. election and whether the administration actually, you know, has something to help them do it. And if, if you kind of go with that, you might say, oh, maybe they did, but maybe they didn't. <laughs> You're going to have to decide. I'm not going to tell you one way or another. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to the, the complaint. It also, the, the whistleblower also said, the president also praised Ukraine's prosecutor general, Mr. Yuri Lezinsko, and suggested that Mr. Zelensky might want to keep him in his position. Uh, da, da, da. It said the White House officials who told me this information were, were deeply, deeply disturbed by what had transpired in the phone call. 
They told me that there was already discussion ongoing with White House lawyers about how to treat the call because of the likelihood in the officials retelling that they had witnessed the president abuse his abuse his office for personal gain. Excuse me. Once again, as I said, this this individual right here, whoever this whistleblower is, they they, they really didn't witness, but they're supposedly being told by credible individuals in the administration that uh, this stuff went on. So, you know, sometimes you have to wonder, you know, you got secondhand information coming out. But I guess when they put, they put it on paper and put it out there, everybody pays attention, right? Okay. Anyway, Donald Trump expressed his conviction that the new Ukrainian government will be able to quickly improve Ukraine's image and complete the investigation of corruption cases that have held back cooperation between Ukraine and the United States. Um. And it also said, based on my understanding, there were approximately a dozen White House officials who listened to the call. A mixture of policy officials and duty officials in the White House Situation Room, as is customary. I do not know whether anyone who was physically present with the president during the call. Now, they're getting all this information, but once again, they have no idea who was actually there listening in person or were they on record or, or certain devices just listening and probably like they're doing my show right now, you know, listening. But it's good. Let's keep going. Um, State Department, a State Department, I was told that a State Department official, Mr. T. Urich Brockenbahal, also listening on the call, Multiple State Department and intelligence community officials were also briefed on the contents of the call. So there's a lot of people who knew this call. There's a lot of people, not not just those that were in the White House in the Situation Room or what have you. There's a lot of individuals that listened to this call. A lot of people. But once again, why now? Why is it coming out now? Hmm. Make you wonder, doesn't it? But we'll keep going. Senior White House officials had intervened to lock down all records of the phone call, especially the official word-for-word transcript of the call that was produced, as in customary by the White House Situation Room. Now, as I said before, in a minute, we're going to get into the phone call of what, you know, they have put out here as far as what they say is the phone call. Okay. But, you know, it's really some interesting stuff. The lockdown of all records. That's why I say, is this really the real phone call, the real conversation that was had? Or is this just some of it? But anyway, White House officials told me that they were directed by White House lawyers to remove the electronic transcript from the computer system in which such transcripts are typically stored for coordination, finalization, and distribution to cabinet-level officials. Instead, the transcript was locked into a separate electronic system that is otherwise used to store and handle classified information of any especially sensitive nature. One White House official described this act as an abuse of this electronic system because the call did not contain anything remotely sensitive from a national security perspective. 
So why are you trying to hide the call? What? Why are you trying to hide the call? It had nothing to do with national security, apparently. So why hide the call? If the call was just congratulatory, you know, calling to say, hey, I'm glad you won your election. Hey, we get together when I get here and you come over to Washington. We have to have this big dinner and, you know, shoot, you know, and that was it. So why hide the call? Why hide it? Hmm. Make you want that doesn't. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Here we go with some more of this good stuff. Um, on 26 July, a day after the call, the U.S. Special Representative for Ukraine Negotiations, Kurt Volker, visited Kiev and met with President Zelensky and a variety of Ukrainian political figures. Ambassador Volker was accompanied in his meetings by U.S. Ambassador to the European Union, Gordon Sondland. Based on multiple readouts of these meetings recounted to me by various, once again, recounted to me by various U.S. officials, Ambassador Volker and Sondland reportedly, reportedly provided advice to the Ukrainian leadership about how to navigate the demands that the president had made of Mr. Zelensky. I also learned from multiple U.S. officials that on or about 2 August, Mr. Giuliani reportedly traveled to Madrid to meet with one of the president's advisors. Yeah, we read, I read those two to you already. We're going to move on. On 9 August, the president told reporters, I think President Zelensky is going to make a deal with President Putin. Now, that was interesting in itself. And here's why. As I said, sometimes you have to go back to previous actions to understand what's going on now. Remember, Russia, with Putin in charge, went and invaded Ukraine and took Crimea. Now, whether I don't know y'all know or not, but Crimea is part of Ukraine. It's a part of Ukraine, which brings in something else very um, interesting, to say the least. You have a president that is buddy-buddy with Russia, Putin. We know this, right? But yet, the United States is sending money, aid, to Ukraine. Wouldn't that be considered playing both sides of the fence? I mean, really? Wouldn't that be playing both sides of the fence? And the president has come out and said that he thought that uh, Putin did the right thing. Yeah, he said Putin did the right thing because that Crimea was actually Russia's anyway. So, on one hand, you're laughing and giggling in this person's face. On the other hand, you're laughing and giggling in that place. That's playing both sides. But anyway, we keep going. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's going to make a deal with President Putin, and he will be invited to the White House. And we look forward to seeing him. He already He's already been invited to the White House, and he wants to come. And I think he will. He's a very reasonable guy. He wants to see peace in Ukraine, and I think he will be coming very soon, actually. Now, let's not forget this president we have right now. He speaks well of everybody that does what he wants them to do, that is saying the right things to him, okay? Let, let's be honest. <laughs> but we know in a heartbeat, as in Jeff Sessions, as in uh, Amoroso, as in a whole lot of people that left the White House, uh, yeah, he'll turn on you. 
So is he really to be trusted? Is he really, really to be trusted? No. I don't know why people keep buying into it, but no, he's not. You know, but, you know, hey, that's the game of politics, I guess. That's why you have to wake up, people. You know, I tell y'all all the time, y'all get on Google and y'all be looking at all this crazy stuff. Sometimes y'all need to dig into some of this stuff and, 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 and find out what's really going on because some of this stuff is like, ah, uh, it's not only they playing the countries, they playing you as the citizen, as the quote-unquote voter. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to keep going. Beginning in late March 2019, a series of articles appeared in an online publication called The Hill. In these articles, several Ukraine officials, most notably Prosecutor General Yuriti Lozinko, made a series of allegations against other Ukrainian officials and current and former U.S. officials. Mr. Lozinko and his colleagues alleged that they possessed evidence that Ukrainian officials namely head of the National Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine, Artem Sinok, and Member of Parliament Suri Lysenko had interfered in the 2016 U.S. presidential elections, allegedly in collaboration with the DNC and the U.S. Embassy in Kyiv. Now, see, once again, as I tell y'all all the time, you know, you need to get away from a lot of this 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 uh, U.S. news and all that. You need to start paying attention to foreign news. Yeah, you really do. And, and here's why. Because a lot of things that, that you hear here, you hear a complete story when you listen to to other broadcasts. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, yeah, that, that's the way it is. So you need to pay attention. Now they're saying that... Uh, they had evidence that somebody interfered. But why now? Why is this coming out now? But anyway, that the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, specifically U.S. Ambassador Mari Yavakovich, who had criticized Mr. Lazenko's organization for its poor record on fighting corruption, had allegedly obstructed Ukrainian law enforcement agencies' pursuit of corruption cases, including by providing a do-not-prosecute list and had blocked Ukrainian prosecutors from traveling to the United States, especially to prevent them from delivering their evidence about the 2016 U.S. election. Isn't it interesting that this election keep coming up? Huh? Isn't it the 2016 election? Isn't that this keep coming up? And let's not forget the Mueller investigation. There's a lot of stuff that came out in Mueller investigation that kind of uh, uh, backs some of this up. It really does. But let's remember, some of that stuff in the Mueller video was redacted or taken out because, quote-unquote, it involved national security. And who did that? It's the Attorney General Barr. He had the authority to do it. To read over it and take out stuff that he felt may be you know, national security related. That's how this whole thing coming together. Very, very interesting. Anyway, went on to say that former Vice President Biden had pressured former Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko in 2016 to fire the Ukrainian Prosecutor General Viktor Sharkin in order to squash a purported criminal probe into 
Burisma Holding, a Ukrainian energy company on whose board member the former vice president's son, Hunter, sat. Let's stop right there for a moment. Let's dig into that. <laughs> Let's dig into that for a moment. Now, you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to say uh, that uh, that was said. It really is about Biden's son and, and what Biden did. Now, so let's 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 look into that just a little bit more. All right, let's look into it just a little bit more. Now, in a meeting. In a, in, a, in a a meeting, Joe Biden, in a meeting at the Council of Foreign Relations event in 2016. This is this is I mean you can't make this stuff up, man. You can't make this stuff up. He said it himself. I said, Nah, I'm not going to, or we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said. Call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here in, I think it was about six hours. I looked at them and said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a B-I-T-C-H, he got fired. And then, and they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Boy, doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> Doesn't that sound familiar? Huh? Hey, we don't like him. We think he's corrupt. So put somebody in that we can deal with, that, that has our interests at heart. <laughs> Once again, another example of, 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 you know, and I was trying to think of a, a, a word to use, but the only word I can come up with is bullying. It's bullying. Yeah, everybody said that what the president is now. He's a big bully, but there's other evidence where he wasn't. A, he's he's not the only bully that has ever been in 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 the White House. Our country is a big bully. When we want something, what we do? We take and send the biggest gang we have over there and take what we want. But we say it's in the in the name of democracy. We say it's in the name of national security. But who in the security is it? Bullying. But anyway, let me continue on. All right, let me backtrack here. The story begins in spring 2011, I mean 2014, when Hunter Biden, then Vice President Biden's son, took a seat on the board of Burisma Holdings, a Ukrainian national gas company, not long after the father of the Kremlin tied President Viktor Yanukovych. Burisma's owner was Mikola Zelensky, who had who been a minister in the government. In February 2015, Viktor Shokin became Ukraine's prosecutor general and said he would investigate Burisma. The United States, the International Mon- Monetary Fund. Now, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, people. Listen to the individuals involved here. The United States. The International Monetary Fund, 
and others pressured Ukraine to investigate corruption more thoroughly. But Shokin took no serious action in March 2016. Biden was in Kiev, where he was scheduled to announce a $1 billion American loan to the Ukrainian government. You see that, right? The International Monetary Fund. What they got to do with it? It's all about that cash, baby. Biden threatened to withhold aid if the prosecutor wasn't fired, and he was. Now, here's the other thing. (laughs) See, everybody going to point this thing and say, well, maybe Biden was guilty. But let's not forget, I just read to you. He said, the president said. And if you have any doubt about the president said, call him. But at that time, see, let's go on to put it on out there. At that time, who was the president? Barack Obama. Because that's who he was acting as representative for. I know some of y'all hated when I said that. But it's a fact. Yeah. It's a fact. It's out there. <laughs> anyway. Shokin, former deputy who quit in frustration over his boss, um, told Bloomberg in May that the U.S. wasn't pushing to drop tr- probes in Burisma. There was no pressure from anyone from the U.S. to close cases. In he said it was shelled by Ukrainian prosecutors in 2014 and through 2015. Y'all see that, right? See what happened? Get somebody new and then what happens? Hey, let's drop that. Don't, don't worry about it. But they were bullied into making that decision. They were bullied into the maps. Now, why am I why am I going there with this? Simple, because a lot of times, you know, we we're we're hard on this president right here. We really are. We we are hard. You know, we we beat him up, and he deserves to be. He deserves to be. However, if you're honest and you you you're really paying attention, this is not the first time this stuff has happened. It's not. And it's interesting that he's mentioning it at this point in time. But we know sometimes that is done to deflect. And a lot of times when he says it, there's really no no um, um, no honest evidence to say it. But honestly, Biden told it himself. Biden told him that the U.S. was threatening to withhold money from the Ukraine, from Ukraine, if they didn't fire this person. This prosecutor. But we continue on. Because we ain't got to the phone call yet. But we continue on. Anyway. <laughs> Woo. Um in effect, Biden's pressure to install the toughest person probably made it more likely, not less, that Burisma would be in the crosshairs. But since then, the Ukrainian government has not produced any evidence of wrongdoing by Burisma. And the current prosecutor general uh, said in May there was none. A Ukrainian interior minister official told blah, 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 that through Ukraine, though the Ukraine has no evidence that either Biden broke the law, the government would investigate further if, now listen to this, that 
uh, the government would investigate further if the U.S. formally requested it. Hunter Biden is no longer on that board, though. He, he, he's gone. He, he doesn't sit on the board anymore. Now, the question, and y'all heard Trump say this, um, and I'm sure y'all heard it on the, on the, on the news media, about whether um, Hunter had talked to his dad, then the vice president, about um, his position. Hunter Biden said he came up briefly once. He said, Dad, he said, but Dad said, I hope you know what you're doing. And I said, I do. That's what he said. Now, uh, let's be honest, though. This is not nothing that's that's brand new when you start talking about um, presidents, vice presidents, children, um, presidents, children working in, in, in corporations, foreign corporations or whatever. You know, don't forget Billy Carter, Roger Clinton, you know, hey, to mention Trump, <laughs> the Trump kids, right? So it's not usual to have uh, one of their children working like that. It's interesting that uh, it be put forth like this, though. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see what else we got. Uh, okay, we're gonna move on from that because that we covered that already. Okay, so back to the complaint. So now. Y'all understand what the deal was with Biden and his son, okay? Yeah, y'all understand what the deal was with that. And you have Biden himself saying that is what happened. That is what the United States did. And he was acting on as a representative of the president of the United States, who at that time was Barack Hussein Obama. Okay? That's who it was. So there was bullying going on then too, y'all. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, da 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 da. Let's see what else. Um, the, you know, it's a whole lot to the what the whistleblower said. Here's yeah, here's the last two I want to get to. It was also publicly reported that Mr. Giuliani had met on one at least two occasions with Mr. Lazinski, once in New York in late January and again in Warsaw in mid-February. In addition, it was publicly reported that Mr. Giuliani had spoken in late 2018 to former Prosecutor General Shokin in a Skype call arranged by two associates of Mr. Giuliani. On a, a 25th of April, an interview with Bob, 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 the president called Mr. Lazinski claims big and incredible and stated that the Attorney General would want to see this. All right. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Um, on or about April 29th, I learned from U.S. officials with direct knowledge of the situation that Ambassador Yannick Vanka had been suddenly recalled to Washington by senior State Department officials for consultations and would most likely be removed from her position. Around the same time, I also learned from U.S. officials that associates of Mr. Giuliani were trying to make contact with the incoming Zelensky's team. On 6 May, the State Department announced that Ambassador Yavanovic, whatever his name is, would be ending her assignment in Kiev as planned. However, several U.S. officials told me that, in fact, her tour, tour was curtailed 
because of pressure stemming from Mr. Lezinski's allegations. Mr. Giuliani subsequently stated in an interview with Ukrainian journalist uh, on, published on 14 May that Ambassador Yovanovitch was removed because she was part of the efforts against the president. <laughs> Y'all heard that, right? <laughs> Not that she did anything wrong. Not that she wasn't doing her job, but because she was part of the efforts against the president. Can't make this stuff up, man. Can't make it up. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> Public statements leading to and in the wake of the publications of this article, Mr. Giuliani confirmed that he was focused on encouraging Ukrainian authorities to pursue investigations into alleged Ukrainian interference in the 2016 U.S. election and alleged wrongdoing by the Biden family. On the afternoon of 10 May, the president stated in an interview with Politico that he planned to speak with Mr. Giuliani about the trip. A few hours later, Mr. Giuliani publicly counseled to his trip, claiming that Mr. Zelensky was surrounded by enemies of the U.S. president and of the United States. <laughs> now, once again, these are all the claims that have been made by the whistleblower. Okay, that's what I'm reading you. I'm not putting any words in it. I'm just reading it as it was, it was printed out. Okay, so it goes on to say on 11 May, Mr. Lezinsko met for two hours with President-elect Zelensky, according to a public account given several days later by Mr. Lezinsko. Mr. Lezinsko publicly stated that he had told Mr. Zelensky that he wished to remain as prosecutor general. All right, so then it goes on, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, it ended up where we are today with a lot of people claiming a lot of stuff and possible impeachment hearings. And But we haven't gotten to the phone call yet, have we? No, we haven't. But we're going to get there real soon, real soon. Okay. Um, woo, in the spring of 2019, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, various outlets begin reporting on meetings between Rudy Giuliani, Trump's personal lawyer, and Ukrainians, in which Giuliani pushed them to turn up dirt on Biden. Apparently without success, Giuliani managed to sideline many key officials, including the experienced ambassador to the Ukraine and senior National Security Council aides, as he pursued his quest. Now, <clears throat> you take what I just read and just put it with what I just read you out the complaint from the, 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 the whistleblower about them getting rid of the ambassador because she was against the president. Y'all put two and two together. Anyway, in July, Trump told the chief, his chief of staff to place a hold on $400 million in military aid to Ukraine. The, and the money was finally released to uh, Ukraine this month. Now, <laughs> once again, you have that big old thing come up called money. You know, look, let me tell you how it is. You do what I want you to do, or we're not sending you any money. We're not doing anything for you. Now, 
Of course, this administration is saying, well, you know, part of that is because, hey, Mallory, glad you can hang out with me today. Um, Part of that is because why? Because this administration says Europe doesn't do as much for um, Ukraine. You know, Europe needs to start paying more money, needs to do more support. Maybe there's a, a, a fact there. Maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe. But in this instance, this is straight up bullying, just like in the Joe Biden and President Obama situation. This is straight up bullying. That's what it is. What's it, quid, poll, crow? Uh, that what it is? This for that? Doesn't that sound like it to you? This for that? Think about that. But as I said before, this is not the first time it happened. It happened during the Obama administration as well. But we didn't hear about that, did we? We didn't hear about that. No, everything that looks squeaky clean ain't always clean, y'all. And everything that's, that looks dirty is not always dirty. I'm just saying. See, because you have to understand, a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, when, when you get to looking at and, and listening to the media and, and all these talking heads and all the talking points they throw out there, it's done for a reason. To get you to lean into one way or the other, to force you to decide, okay, yeah, that sounds good. I'm going that way. But people, we have brains. We have internet. We have books. So some of y'all don't read books. So you got the, the, the what them things called? The, you got your iPads. You, you got your, your reading rain. Well, I don't know about reading rainbow. But you got all this stuff to do information on. But you won't do it. You just believe what you're told. You have one-track closed minds. And that's what we have to get away from. Yes, I said we. That's what we have to get away from, having a closed mind. Just because somebody said it's bad doesn't mean it's always bad. It may be bad to them, but are you going to let them influence you? And that's what the media does on a daily basis. That's what commercials does. You sit there and watch commercials, commercials, and especially the food commercial, you be like, man, that look good. And they say, no, you're in your car going to the restaurant to get whatever you saw on television because you have let you have been influenced. It's simple, but yet brilliant. And that's what media does today. That's all these people do today. They influence you to believe one thing when something else is going on at the same time. We got to be. We got to get smarter than that, baby. We got to get smarter than that. And I've said a whole lot of times that the Obama administration wasn't dirt, squeaky clean. Now I know some of you out there. You you argue to your last breath. Yes, they were. But no, they weren't because they're politicians. They run the biggest bullying country in the world. I remember when I was in the military and I was in the station in Germany, you know, we used to say when we wanted to come home, we coming back to the world. We called the United States the world. How naive were we? And it's still the same. 
It's still the same. Everybody thinks it's a great, no, the biggest bullying people out there. And don't get me wrong, because you got the Trump supporters, no matter what. And, you know, some of them call themselves, you know, the evangelicals who will be these, you know, Christians or whatever, and others. And, you know, hey, no matter what, that's who they're going with. Fine. Let them continue to have their closed minds. That's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. But what about you? Your mind will remain closed as well? Are you going to open your eyes finally and realize everything is not as it seems? It's interesting, to say the least. We're, we're supposed to be brilliant. We're supposed to be smarter than animals, the, the, the animals that walk around Earth. But if you look at the animals, they're smarter than we are. Because they go with their best, what's best for them. Not what somebody told them or somebody led them. Y'all think about that. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had to get, I had to go there for a minute. All right. So let's get to this phone call. You know, I, I, I kind of want to hear what y'all have to say. We've got about 50 something minutes left. So let me get to the phone call. Um, Mallory, if you got anything, you know, you can type it in the chat room. I'll respond to it, darling. All right. So. The phone call, I'm looking at the transcript right here of what has been released. And, of course, as I said, you know, I was reading and looking at it, and, it's, you know, it was interesting to say the least. But there are some things that have been, you know, put out there, and the United States have said that, uh, I mean, some people have said, uh, uh <laughs> Hold on for a bit, y'all. Before I move on to my next part, I got a. Um... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got a text that said, on my last point, that's like when black women used to used to hate weave and would fight you if you asked them if their hair was weave. Yep. And I right now. That's what a lot, the majority of them wear, especially if you, you know, you ever watch the cheerleaders on television? Uh, I just got to go to your point, my brother. I got to go with your point here. You know, you ever watch the cheerleaders on television? You know, they're always twirling their head and their hair flying and everything. And you look at them like, that's not your real hair. <laughs> you mean you're kind of hoping some of it fly out? <laughs> but that, that is the same thing. Yeah. You've been influenced. You've been influenced to think that is what is necessary and that's what you need. You're scared to stand up on your own. They say, uh-uh, I'm good enough without it. But anyway, that's another show. <laughs> that's another show. Let's get to the phone call here real quick. <laughs> that's funny. That made me laugh right there. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, here we go. Uh <laughs> All right. Um, so the phone call started out, you know, there was a phone call July 25th, 2019. It apparently the last day, 30, 30 minutes. Uh, let's see. The residents of the White House. Note takers were the White House situation room. 
and it was supposed to be it's between the president and the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. All right. So I'm not going to read the whole thing to you because, it's you know, some of it is just a bunch of patting each other on the back and we really don't care about that. Uh, let's start off. Congratulations on a great victory. We all watched from the United States, which was a lie. And you did a terrific job. The way you came from behind somebody who wasn't given much of a chance and you ended up winning easily. It's a fantastic achievement. Congratulations. The president of um, Zelensky said, you are absolutely right, Mr. President. We did win big and we worked hard for this. We worked a lot, but I would like to confess to you that I had an opportunity to learn from you. We used quite a few of your skills and knowledge and were able to use it as an example for our elections. And yes, it is true that these were unique elections. We were in a unique situation that we were able to achieve a unique success. I am happy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm able to tell you the following. The first, you called me to congratulate me when I won my presidential election. And the second time, you are now calling me when my party won the parliamentary election. I think I should run more op- op- often so you can call me more often and we can talk over the phone more often. Now, you know, and when I, I just read that to you because I didn't have a highlighted, but I read it to you to see this was like buddy, buddy, you know, booty packing. Uh, I don't know what the heck was going on with this, you know, this stuff right here, you know. Why is it every time somebody talks to the man, they got to do this great, great, great speech about how great he is and what the, he, he the, really? He's just a man. He's just, I mean, he's, uh, but they suck up to him so, oh my goodness. It just makes you like, huh? But anyway, I'll keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. All right. Anyway, president says, that's a very good idea. I think your country is very happy about that. Well, yes, to tell you the truth, we are trying to work hard because we wanted to drain the swamp here in our country. We bought in many new people, not the old politicians, not the typical politicians, but we want to have a new format, a new type of government. You are a great teacher for us and in that. Now, once again, and see, this is when I, I became a little suspicious about, about whether this is the actual phone call or not, because we've heard this before. We have heard it before. Isn't this basically the same thing he said when he took office? Isn't it basically the same thing? We were a little bit worse things when he was standing out there rallying the same stuff. But now you have a foreign president actually saying it saying it the same way if that's not suspicious i don't know what is i don't know what is but continue on anyway uh, a little further in the, in the phone call it says i would like you to do us a favor okay so now here's where everything according to the whistleblower and other individuals say it came off the rails i would like you to do us a favor though because our country has been through a lot, and Ukraine knows a lot about it, I would like you to find out what happened with this situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike, okay? Now, as I told you earlier in the show, CrowdStrike 
the internet company, cyber internet company that found that the Russians was trying to hack into the um, DNC, that hacked into the DNC um, headquarters computers during the 2016 election. And of course, you know, they supposed they had got all servers, but you know, some people believe that they didn't get all the servers and the servers are in Ukraine. And that's where we are with that. Okay. That's in the synopsis, okay? If you want to know more, go back and listen earlier in the show, after the show. <laughs> okay, anyway, it went on to say, I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like to have the attorney general call you or your people and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, the whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller. An incompetent performance, but they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. How whatever you can do is very important that you do it, if that's possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's what started everything. Now, there's some uh, um, argument about who mentioned uh, Giuliani first. You know, um, in this case, the president mentioned the attorney general. And we know who that is. That's Barr. That's his dog in the, in the DO, the Department of Justice, that, you know, watch out for him. You know, <laughs> and that way he can keep his job. And, of course, you know, the Roland Mueller report, we know what a big fiasco that was and what came out of it or what didn't come out of it and the the fight back and forth and that that is still going on, actually, you know, through the hearings here and there. But as you can see, you know, a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller, but at one point he was praising Robert Mueller. See, that's what I'm saying. When you get to talking about politicians and politics, man, you can't trust them cats. Them cats turn on you like shh, day and night, day and night. Anyway, look for alone and went. President Zelensky said, I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani just recently, and we are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to Ukraine, and we will, we will meet once he comes to Ukraine. Uh, went on to say, I also plan to surround myself with great people. And in addition to that investigation, I guarantee as the president of Ukraine that all the investigations will be done openly and candidly. I, that I can assure you. President Trump said, good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good and he was, he was, he was shut down. And that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that. The way they shut your very good prosecutor down and you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was the mayor of New York City, a great mayor, and I would like him to call you. I would ask him to call you along with the attorney general. Rudy very much knows what's happening, and he is a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador from the United States, the woman was bad news, and the people she was dealing with in Ukraine were bad news. So I just want to let you know that. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son. 
that Biden stop the prosecution, and a lot of people want <laughs> a lot of people want, want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the Attorney General would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. Okay, I just read y'all the statement what what, what Biden said. Okay, that they wanted that prosecutor out. Because of same thing, trouble because of corruption. <clears throat> so what happened? He's the money, aid money. Hey, we're not giving it to you. We want this guy out. Either you put him out within the last six hours, or you're not getting your money. Now, as I read before earlier, uh, um, this administration did the same thing. They just released the money to Ukraine. This month. But anyway, go on. Go on. Let me keep going. He or she will look into the situation, specifically to the company that you mentioned in this issue. I would kindly ask you if you have any additional information. Now, this is the president of Ukraine speaking. I would kindly ask you if you have any additional information that you can provide to us, it would be very helpful for the investigation to make sure that we administer justice in our country with regard to the ambassador to the United States from Ukraine, as far as I recall, her name was Ivanovich. It was great that you were the first one who told me that she was a bad ambassador because I agree with you 100%. Her attitude towards me was far from the best as she admired the previous president and she was on his side. She would not accept me as a new president well enough. Trump went on to say, well, she's going to and this is another very interesting statement, man. And if you're not paying attention, you will miss it. You will. You will miss this. But it's very interesting, and it tells you how they think, how to operate. All right? And I'm not just talking about this administration. That's what you got to understand. I'm not just talking about this administration. President Trump said, well, and now, see, they're talking about the ambassador, the former ambassador of Ukraine. Okay, woman, and we know he has problems with women. Well, she's going to go through some things. You heard that? Well, not she may go. She's going to go through some things. So if she comes up missing or something happens, don't don't be surprised. Because basically, what he's saying is, hey, I, we, we take care of that. Don't worry about that. Okay, but anyway, I will have Mr. Giuliani give you a call, and I am going to have the Attorney General Barr call, and we will get to the bottom of it. I'm sure you will figure it out. (laughs) I heard the prosecutor was treated very bad, and he was a very fair prosecutor, so good luck with everything. Your economy is going to get better and better, I predict. You have a lot of assets. It's a great country. I have many Ukrainian friends. They're incredible people. And let's see. And basically, that's all. It went on, you know, to more backslapping and, you know, pulling on each other's tallywhackers and what have you. But that was basically it, the just of it. All right. So that is the, the so-called call that has everybody up in arms, that has the Democrats thinking about um, 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 impeachment inquiries and impeachment proceedings, so forth and so on. Those are the facts, people, as I know them and as I have 
research so far. Now, I'm going to say, the phone lines open 347-838-8622. Talk to me. Let me know what you think. But until you do, I'll go ahead and say it myself. With all that going on, with all that information, and I'm sure there's a lot more of it because I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that is not the full um, phone call. There's a phone call with the vice president that had um, with Ukrainian officials. You know, the, uh, Trump has put him out there, so let's see those phone calls as well. But let's not be naive. They're not telling us everything. They're not telling us everything. But if you paid attention, what we have learned is, and it's interesting to say the least, there is really, and <clears throat> let me clear my throat, there is really, really, really no grounds to impeach it on this, on this little incident right here. But once again, we know our political system, our government is very hypocritical. The people who are supposed to run it for the people are very hypocritical. They can overlook one group doing it, but go after another group because they don't like it. They don't like them. We know this. Just like ethnicities and things in this country. You know, one group can, can, you know, pay to have their children put in school and colleges, but one woman moves her kid out of district and she gets years, but the white folk, I'm sorry, did I say that? My bad. The white folk get months, but she get years. We understand this is where the high we live. Our government operates the same way. One administration held back the money to get something done. The vice president is running around bragging about it. This guy, even in that phone call, I didn't hear nothing where he said he was withholding any money. The money was already withheld. I'm just saying. If it's good enough for one, why are you going to mess with other Oh, I'm sorry, two wrongs don't make a right. But if that's the way the country operates, that's the way they operate. They're bullies. We know this. Ah, interesting. All right, let me go on and bring it all in and let's get rolling here. All right. Uh, da, da, da. Come on. I'll get it right here in a minute. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Talk to me. All right. They must have been in the, but they must have pushed uh, up <laughs> something crazy. All right. So anyway, so that's that's where we are with this. And, and as I I said before, that's the way they are. That's the way they are. Bullies, bullies. Now we're gonna waste more of our money for an inquiry. Then we go through the impeachment process. Then we have the trial in the Senate. And you know, the Senate run by Republicans, there's no way in heck they're going to vote to impeach him, find him guilty of anything. Why? Because there's an election year coming up, and they want to be reelected for the ones that haven't retired already. So why even go through it? 
Number two, it's a big political risk at this time. Did they learn anything from the Clinton impeachment where they lost all the seats? Were the Republicans lost all the seats when they tried to when they tried to impeach um, Clinton? You know, you're supposed to learn from history. You're supposed to learn from your mistakes, and that's the problem. You know, we as as citizens, we haven't learned from any mistakes. We haven't, because number one, we still participating in this bullcrap dual party political system that just isn't working. It hasn't worked. Not for me and you. For the wealthy, yes, it's worked fine. For those that retire from Congress, it works even better because they become lobbyists. They get paid any more money, and then they go out there and give more money, and they still get what they want. But me and you, Joe Simpson, we, we're still here. We still work hard every day. We still affected by decisions they make. But we won't do anything about it because we're happy with how it's going, apparently, because you never take any of them out of office. Pelosi, Pelosi been out there forever. Uh, what is what's the one in, in the GOP? Oh, I forgot his name. The funny-looking guy from Kentucky. He been there forever. Yeah. Now you get new people in, like like the squad. I'm going to call them the squad because I can't remember all their names. And they start telling the truth on some things. They start rattling cages, rattling cages. And, oh, no. No. You upset the establishment now. You messing with our money. You got to go. And the biggest and the biggest culprit, and I said it on the show the other day, I'm going to say it again, is Israel. The United States is Israel's puppet. Don't, don't get it twisted and think, Right now, that you, uh, Israel is United States puppet. No, that's not what it is. The only, the, 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 oh Lord, see that's what I tell you. Y'all need to pay attention to world world actions as well. See, right now, Netanyahu he's in trouble in Israel in his own uh, political fight. He is. He he he, he battling right now. Because he's about to be out the door if he's not careful, which puts a whole, will put a whole different twist on what's going on in the Middle East. Because the United States is doing Israel building, but bidding when it comes to Iran, when it comes to North Korea, when it comes to Iran, the United States is doing their bidding. Yeah, y'all didn't know that. Did y'all know Israel said that they found a hidden bunker where nuclear weapons were being stored in Iraq? I mean, in Iran. Yeah, they said that. And then all of a sudden, they went to look again, and it wasn't there. They said they must have blown it up. See that, guys? Then you have this thing going on. Now we sending soldiers over to guard war, to guard oil, oil in Saudi Arabia. But we supposed to be all independent, energy independence right now. 
But we sending our soldiers over there to guard the oil field. Regardless of what they tell you, that's where they're going. Air defense. But wait a minute. Don't we send goddamn uh, billions and billions of dollars to Saudi Arabia with equipment? And you mean to tell me they can't guard their own? Apparently not, huh? Come on. But once again, we keep allowing this to happen. We got to stand up and fight this stuff, y'all. This is not good. Yeah, a lot of people going to be upset. I'm sorry. You can't talk about Israel. Israel is the holy land. Well, Israel may be the holy land, but there's an unholy joker running it. Now, how you like that? So, yes, I'm going to talk about it. And they have their whole region screwed up because their puppet, the United States, want to run over there and, and, and regard some oil field. Then they want to blame it on Iran because the, the, the missiles and stuff had Iran markings and stuff like that. But wait a minute. Did Saudi Arabia kill a U.S. journalist and then lie about it? Nothing has happened to them, but yet, but yet, the United States sends Saudi Arabia all kind of military equipment. That same equipment is used to bomb Yemen and their war over there with Yemen. But does that make the United States responsible for it? Of course not. We don't have anything to do with that. But you go, that's the same kind of logic. You know, uh, what's good for one is not good for the other, right? But it should be. If it's got United States markets on, then you did it. But that would create a whole other issue then, wouldn't it? Y'all see where I'm going with this? You know, it's it's all hypocritical. It's all bull crap. And we are influenced by it all. We are. We're influenced by it all because we won't take the time to sit back and dig and find out what's really going on. What's the truth behind this? What's the truth behind that? You let folk like Fox News, CNN, uh, Headline News, uh, uh, CBS, NBC, uh, all them give you the propaganda one-sided story. See, a long time, I remember growing up, I remember growing up and, and, and you know, you used to always talk about Propaganda. Russia used to be propaganda. You know, they're using their propaganda. Da, 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 da. Now, as a kid, I really didn't understand all that. Okay, Russia bad. Bye, 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 bye. I really didn't understand what propaganda is. was. But at the same time, I was being fed propaganda myself. <laughs> I was. I was being fed propaganda myself. And still today, we're being fed propaganda because we're too lazy as a as a nation to stand up and say, stop lying to us and stop telling us this bullcrap because we know it ain't true. It's not true. Now, 
I'm not telling you whether uh, Trump is right or wrong. That's your decision to make. I just gave you what was there, what is out there so far. And believe me, I dig and dig. Man, I wear more printers than y'all just don't know from digging and reading and studying and hunting. Because I want you to understand where we are right now, what is being fed to us, and why it is important for us to realize what's really going on. There's a reason why they won't get rid of the the the, the, the two the, um, political parties. There's a reason for that. Because people that would open up people's mind in. They can't go with the name you know. Then the radicals and the militants will take over. Let them tell it. Let me tell y'all something else. I, I'm glad that just happened. Let me tell you something else. You know, y'all got all these um these assistants, um, these 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 Ah, what they call it? Um, Google assistants and and uh, <laughs> exactly, um, Google assistants, Alexas, and all that good stuff. Y'all gonna learn about them things. Y'all are. Y'all gonna learn about them. Cause I I have Google assistant on my phone. I don't know how I got there, but I as soon as I figure out how to get it off, I'm gonna get it off. And do you know? At any time things start talking, it just pick up and start, let me tell you about this. Or what would you like to know about this? But I never said a thing. I didn't say Google Assistant call so-and-so or tell me about this. Yeah, and I, I don't know about y'all, but that's that is not a good thing to me. That tells me, oh, they listening. They are listening. Of course, we know they've been listening for a while, but you, we're just making it easier for them to listen. You know, they don't need a warrant or a tap or anything like that because we're like we bring them, we bring the government into our homes easily. Because every time there's a, something new come out, you know that's supposed to be better, more modern, we run out to get it. Basically, say, come on, come on in. So when they send them signals to scramble your brain and and all that old craziness, it it ain't your fault. (laughs) It ain't your fault. You don't understand, right? Get out. I'm telling y'all, man, get all that stuff out of there. All right? Some of you may actually start feeling better. (laughs) That's an interesting thought, isn't it? All right. Anyway. I'm, I'm gonna stop for a bit. I'm gonna go and bring Pianki in and listen and hear his dissertation, and then uh, we'll be right back. All right, thank you, Pianki. Hello, Mr. Tom. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing likewise. Good. Can't What's complain. Up? I just wanted to tell you that I think you're doing a wonderful job putting out information that's pertinent to the well-being of. United States citizens and other who wants to listen to you. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, sir. Uh huh. Yeah, but I don't want to hold up your show. 
you know, oh. old person told me if you can't say something good about someone, don't say nothing at all. Anyway, I'll let uh-huh. you get back to what you're doing. <laughs> oh, there go one of your little snipes. That's cool, though. All right. Thank you, Pianchi. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Anyway. All right. So let's see. Let's see if we can get this other person in here. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Oh, this is Miss Lady. Hello, Eric. Well, hello, Miss Lady. How are you? I'm fine, Eric. I'm fine. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. So, but what you I want to tell me? you that that previous caller, he's just pandering, okay? <laughs> he's just pandering to you and. He used to say all kind of stuff about folks that wasn't so nice. So, but anyway, um, I've been listening on and off, but I know you've probably talked quite a bit about this Ukraine situation. Allegedly, there's a second whistleblower, and allegedly um, 35 Republicans would vote to impeach if they could do it privately. I guess they're afraid to do it publicly. So, yeah. what do you think? You think he's going to not run, uh, forget running again, or come up with some excuse why he can't, or just go away, or do you think he'll dig in deeper and? Oh, and, um, oh he's definitely going to dig in deeper. You are, you should just, <laughs> you forget, you're talking about Trump. Trump not running from anything. He's going to dig deeper. And- <laughs> Hey, he's gonna force he's gonna force people to beat him. He's gonna force them to beat him. Simple. He's not gonna make it easy. Um, and actually, uh-uh. as far as the, the the second whistleblower, there's more than two of them out there because the first guy, the first I'm whistleblower, sure. well, <coughs> mm-hmm. from from the the complaint itself, from all the individuals giving information. Oh, that's that says it by itself that there's more than one. But nobody wants to be, come out publicly and say, "Look, I was there, and this is what happened." Because you know, as I said oh, about this I last thing, was in you know I was told or I was you know I was sent, but nothing says I was there. I think one person there said one part said I was somebody was actually there, but that was so skeptical you don't know if that's the truth or not. So until somebody comes up, sits in front of somebody, and says. Okay, I was there, and this is what happened. You know, it, it's more speculation than anything. And it's you really, know what that comes. You know, to? people don't yeah. want to put their livelihood and careers and family and ability to generate income. You know, at stake. That's that's understandable. But look, but look, here it is. If you're gonna do it, do it. You know, you see what I'm saying? Do it. Uh, uh, apparently, you know something not right. Okay, but you're going to keep, and by not really coming out, and and I understand, you know, like I said before, they already said something going to happen to, something bad going to happen to the ambassador from the Ukraine, so it's female that used to be there, so I understand what the fear may be, but eventually, you know, you grab your set and say, okay, this is what happened, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell the story. I mean, even years later, later, Rodney King was found dead floating in his pool, and they said he was an excellent swimmer. Huh? What? I, yeah, I mean, that, these people don't play. 
<laughs> no, they don't play. That 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 is true. But I got another call, Miss Lady. So let me let me bring them in, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. All right, Triple One. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hello. Are you there? Unmute yourself. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, Joe. <laughs> okay. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful, Joe. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. All this, right. This, this thing with the um, whistleblower was kind of confusing to me. Um, I don't understand how somebody who's not on the line um, hearing information um, is considered a whistleblower. Um, isn't that supposed to be hearsay information? Uh, that's yep. That's what I. That's what I was saying. You know, it's like secondhand, so you don't know what's true and what's not. That's yeah. what you know. It's the point I was making is, Democrats. I want to try and teach on this. You know, that's a big risk for them. I don't you know, unless somebody come out and sit right in front of me and say, okay, this is what I'm going to tell you, and yes, I was there. You know, and if you read the the, the, the uh, phone call, uh-huh. you know, that's uh-huh. circumstantial because there was never any mention. Plus, the money they're talking about is already put on hold back in May, I think it is, and released this month. Well. So, I could be, you know, it's more damaging to Biden than it is to, to, to um, Trump right now. Because Biden actually went around you know, telling it at a, a meeting he was at the high hit to Ukraine over a prosecutor. So, I don't, I don't know. You know, it's a little... You're, you're breaking up also. Are you on your cell phone? No. I'm on my computer. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, when the computer, you know, computers, they slow down, speed up. I don't know. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that, that that that's what that is, Joe. But I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, so many, like this lady was saying, like this lady was saying a few minutes ago, you know, a second one. I said, well, that's important. But nobody wants to come forth and tell it. So, you know, it's, this is going to remain speculation. Yeah, I can. I only caught like every third word or, or every second word or something like that when you were talking. Uh, okay. The thing is, is that if Trump, I don't know, he could have put pressure on the um, on the president, and the president answered. Uh, the president of the Ukraine answered in a in a uh, conference yesterday. No, he didn't put pressure on me. But what else is he supposed to say? I don't see anything inside the phone call that's extremely damaging, but who knows? You know, we don't know. Um, I like Trump, but who knows what? Who knows what's going on? I don't know. That is so true. That is so true. I agree, Joe. Okay, let me bring this other call in. All right. Okay. Go. All right. All right, Trump. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hello, Mr. Shop. Well, hello, Maze. How are you? It's time for me to give my opinion on what I'm listening to. So if nothing well, was done wrong, why is the evidence being shown that Giuliani is just going around just telling up stuff? What he did. Without his whistleblower even saying anything yet. What? Okay. All right. What did Giuliani do? 
besides meeting some people. Giuliani said that he should be. He said that he should get an award for 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 for, for going to Ukraine about Joe Biden. That's what he said. So why should he be getting an award? I mean, it's gonna take two. It's gonna, it's gonna take two two things in one stone. It's gonna get Joe, and it's gonna get the president because it's uh, sir, you're supposed to be what for this country? Say again. Huh? Say again. What are the laws for this country? Treason. If you commit treason, and is some what he did part of the treason, or is it just he just was talking to the man on the phone and nothing was said? Evidence are there, but we don't we don't want to look at it, so I'm gonna see it and I'm on. And even yeah, the own the, people in his own party saying it's it's, it's critical. I mean it's bad, but they tell him it's bad. They've seen it, seen it, it's the evidence. The evidence is where, Mace. Uh, the evidence is where. So yeah, they keep well, talking about evidence. What was the paper that they had to send in to them uh, to the Congress? Well, I mean, cause that, let's be honest. Uh huh. They called it, tried to call in, uh, in the hearing that we heard the other day, and he even said that it looked bad. So the man asked Trump, one of the reporters asked Trump, if Obama would have did this, what would you have said? He act like he didn't even hear the man say nothing. So if you ain't doing nothing wrong, you don't worry about it. You don't hide nothing. You don't try to keep people from talking. But I'm well, not mate. listening to the point. I'm well, listening mate. to the people that were in crime. Mate. And I say, huh? The Obama administration did do it. They did the same thing that he's been uh, accused no, of. No, they didn't. Yes, they, yes, they did, well, May. What can I talk about? What was it? Okay. Fine. You mean, Fine. You mean, you Fine. You me they tried to build a country in order for them not to get their money because May, they wouldn't do what they wanted them to do? Huh? Fine. We talked about it, Mays. When? When, when? when was it? I remember, so I can go back and look and refresh my brain. <laughs> Okay, no problem. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Google Council on Foreign Relations Event 2018. And what did Obama do? No. Huh? Uh, Biden. Biden did it, but he was acting um, as a representative of the president. But Biden was not the president. But the president was acting along his own because he was doing the talk. Smays, Smays. You know what? I'm not even going there with you. I'm, oh, not no, even going to... I'm gonna be just like no. I told you. He was getting ready to fire somebody. We get ready to see another president. Well, I ain't gonna tell you who it's gonna be because uh, the vice president. Uh, you know what? Because I already know you're gonna defend Obama with your last breath. Okay, if he walked up to you and, and and dropped the load on your front porch and you watched him do it, you're gonna say he didn't do it. So I'm not even going there with you. <laughs> not today. Not today. Much as I love you, today is not today. <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I just can't do it. I love her, but no. No, Maze is truly the opposite. Everything Obama. Just like, every, you know, other folk are everything Trump. So, hey, we good. Love her to death. But all right, y'all, we're going to get up out of here. We got about eight minutes left. I want to thank everybody for stopping by, hanging out with me. I hope you learned a little bit today. I were really trying to be spectacular or you know, make you laugh, just putting out some information, make you think a little bit, you know, and hopefully you'll stop believing all the propaganda and the conditioning that goes on and start, you know, figuring some things out on yourself. You know, honestly, if you're going to tell it, tell it, you know, don't, don't do it secondhand, you know, find be there. If you're there, stand up, 
tell it, tell it, tell it. All right. But that's going to do it for me, man. I love y'all. And uh, thank you. Uh, we'll be back here Friday with another show. Just remember to keep smiling. Show appreciation. Forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. If you laugh at yourself, everything else is groovy, baby. All right. So we're going to take y'all out of here with some little, something a little different today. I, I decided I'm going to change up here for a moment. I'm going to take y'all out of here with some Foo Fighters. I don't know if y'all know who those are. And this song is called Banging on the Ceiling. I'll see y'all Monday. Y'all have a great weekend. We out of here. Spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 